Romans chapter 8, verse 28. Romans 8, verse 28. And it says this. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, who are called according to his purpose. I'll read that again. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. Todd, my message tonight is it's all good. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for your word. I ask and pray that tonight you would fill in everyone's heart, Lord, the confidence, a confidence that you've got things under control. I thank you and I praise you for that, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Romans 8, 28. And we know that all things work together for good for those who love God who are called according to his purpose. That's written by the Apostle Paul and he's writing it to the Romans. And being a Christian in Rome wasn't an easy deal. The Romans were persecuted. Have you ever heard of the Christians being fed to the lions? That's in Rome. And the Apostle Paul writes to the Romans, Hey, Romans, we know that all things work together for good for those who love God who are called according to his purpose. I'm sure some of them would say, actually, Paul, don't know that I do know. If you knew everything that's going on in my life, if you knew the obstacles I had to face, if you knew the things that I've been suffering, how could you possibly say that all things work together for good? And not only that, what things? Surely not everything works together for my good. Well, maybe that's how you're feeling today. Maybe you're going through a tough time and through a difficult season and you're finding it hard to believe that all things work together for good. And you yourself might be asking, well, Ben, what things work together for my good? Well, I'm glad you asked because I want to talk to you tonight about four things that work together for your good that you may not even realise. Four unexpected things that work together for your good because you love God and are called according to his purpose. The first thing that works together for your good is dumb things. It says all things work together for good. Notice this, he doesn't say all the things you did where you didn't make a mistake. He doesn't say every time you made a right decision, those things work together for good. He doesn't say that. He says all things work together for good. You know what that means? Even some of the dumb mistakes we make, God can turn around and work together for good. He doesn't say we have to be perfect. He doesn't say we never have to make a mistake. God knows that we're not perfect. But he says, all things work together for good. Even some of the dumb mistakes that we make, God can turn around and work together for our good. I love the story about the prophet Elisha. Elisha uh, was with some men and they were chopping down some trees. And one of the men, as he's chopping down a tree, the axe head flew off the axe and landed in the river Jordan and sank to the bottom. He goes over to Elisha and he says, alas, my Lord, the axe, it was borrowed. So what was he saying? He was saying, I've borrowed this axe and now look, I've actually lost the axe head. Well, Elisha doesn't say to him, well, that's your fault, mate. Where were you during the safety induction? We told you how to tie it down. That's your problem. That's your mistake. You've got to get yourself out of it. That's not what he says. He says, show me where it landed. He showed him. He throws a branch into the River Jordan. That's a type of Christ. Christ was hung on a tree and he throws it into the middle of the River Jordan and then the axe head floats and then he's able to put it back on. Even though he made a mistake, made an error, God still worked it together for his good. You know, there are times in life where we actually make some mistakes. There are times in our life where we make some bad decisions. There are times when we take some wrong turns. But, you know, God can actually turn those things around. He doesn't just leave us. You know, um, many years ago, <clears throat> um, I lost um, my driver's licence. 
And um, I'd love to say it was because I was a petrol head, but it's not. Um, uh, my, my wife uh, is much more of a petrol head than me. Uh, she's much more of a lead foot, but she never gets any points. Uh, and the reason is because she grew up in a family that was always looking out for the police. So she can tell, like, she'll be driving down the road, she'll say, hey, watch out, flash for cash up there. Like, it doesn't matter where we are. Now, me, I grew up in a law-abiding family, right? So I'm not looking for the police all the time. Uh, and so it just got to the point where I actually lost lost my licence. And so when I got my licence back, uh, the main reason why I lost it was because every time uh, the speed changed, uh, you know, I would miss it, you know. And so what I did was, this was back in the days before Apple CarPlay and that sort of thing, when I bought a sat-nav, you know the ones you stick to your windscreen? Uh, so I bought a sat-nav and basically it would tell me when, the, when you know, the, uh, the speed would change. Now, we've all used sat-navs, Apple CarPlay, that sort of thing, Google Maps. You know what it's like. You punch in uh, where you're going to go and it tells you where to go. Turn left in 500 metres. Turn left in 300 metres. Turn left in 100 metres. But if you don't take it and you keep on going, the sat-nav doesn't say, oh, well, you wouldn't listen to me. Now you're on your own. <laughs> what does it do? It reroutes. Turn left 500 metres. Turn left 300 metres. What does it It reroutes your destiny. Same thing in life as well. There are times we take some, make some wrong turns. We make some bad decisions. But God can reroute your destiny. There's some people here, you're living under condemnation because you made one mistake and you feel like your entire life is destroyed. I want to let you know that your life is not a dead end. It's just a detour. And God can turn that thing around in a moment from wherever you are. Some of you suffering are from the bad choices that you made. But I'm here to let you know the Bible tells us in Ecclesiastes, it's better to be a live dog than it is a dead lion. Some of you are here saying, well, I feel like a dog. But that's okay, you're still alive And God can still turn your life around From where you are right now You don't have to be perfect And never make a mistake For God not to turn your life around We serve an awesome God He's got a plan and purpose for your life You don't have to be perfect He works all things together for good Even some of the dumb mistakes That we make Second thing he works together for good is this Bad things Bad things He can work bad things together for good Notice this, it says that we know that all things work together for good. It doesn't say that everything I experience will be good. There's no promise that everything you experience in life is going to be pleasant. There's no promise that we won't have some disappointments. There's no promise that we won't have some suffering. It doesn't say that every little thing you experience in life is good. It says God works all things together for good. What does that mean? It means he can blend those things up and turn them around and make them into something great. He works it together. A number of years ago, um, my wife stopped, um, stopped working, so she was home all the time. And so she loves, she loves baking. Uh, and so she was baking every day. Uh, and so, you know, she was baking, you know, brownies, cookies, muffins, that sort of thing. And so then I'd come home, I'd see them, and then I'd eat them. Uh, and then she started saying to me, she says, hey, hey, you know, you better watch out. You're putting on a bit of weight. I said, well, you know, that's your fault. <laughs> I said, if you didn't make all these baked goods, I wouldn't be putting on weight. Then she says the dumbest thing you can say to someone who's half Tongan, half Australian. She goes, oh, you don't have to eat it. <laughs> what do you mean I don't have to eat it? If you're making it, I'm going to eat it. And I could always tell when my wife is getting ready to bake things. She starts lining them up on the counter. 
She starts lining the ingredients. She puts some eggs, flour, sugar, milk, cocoa. She puts all those things out, butter. And as much as I love it, I always wait till she combines it together before I eat it. I don't just say, oh, you're baking, awesome. Crack an egg, have some milk, have some flour. Oh, that was nice, honey. No, 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 by by themselves, it's not nice. But you work it together and you can create something good. God works all things together for your good. You've been through some bad things. You've been through some bitter things. You've been through some disappointing things. But I want to let you know that God can work that all together and produce something good from it. And you'll be amazed at how quickly he can turn those things around. The Bible tells us in Romans chapter 5, 3 to 5, it says we glory in tribulation because tribulation produces perseverance, perseverance character and character hope. And then it says, and hope does not disappoint. That phrase does not disappoint, it's a double negative. Hope appoints. So what that means is this, you're now ready for the divine appointments that God has for your life. How does God prepare you to have that divine appointment? Tribulation. Enduring and going through a tough time actually positions you to fulfil your destiny. And that's why you've got to keep on going, keep on persisting. I'm sure if we ask every single person here some of the things you've been through, it would be absolutely incredible, some of the difficult things that you've been through. But you're still here and God can work all things together for good and he can turn those things around. And you'll be amazed at how quickly he can turn those things around. You know why um, there was this, um, in America, there was a celebrity chef and he had this TV show and, and what he would do is he'd, you know, get, grab items, you know, shopping items and then he would cook and that sort of thing and... And then he'd taste what he's cooking. And if it didn't taste right, what he would do is he'd add another ingredient. And he'd just go, bam, and just, you know, do another ingredient. He wouldn't tip the whole thing out. He would just add something to it and it would turn the whole thing around. In the same way, some of you may have been suffering for a long time. Some of you may may have been going through a difficult season for a long time. I want to let you know that God can turn that thing around real quick. You'll be amazed. And maybe all he's doing is going to to release one opportunity, one lot of favour, one seasoning of grace, and God can turn that thing around. Why? Because he works all things together for good. Because you love God and are called according to his purpose. The third thing that works together for good is meaningless things. Meaningless things. He says, and we know that all things work together for good for those who love God who are called according to his purpose. So what that means is this. The only criteria for this this is the only caveat on the whole verse. It doesn't say all things work together for good for everyone automatically. It doesn't say that. It says all things work together for good for those who love God. So that's the only caveat. You've got to love God. If you love God, then all things will work together for good. So the question is this. How do you know if you love God? Well, one of, the reasons, one of the ways we can tell, Jesus says in John 14, verse 23, he says, if anyone loves me, he will obey my commandments. If anyone loves me, he will keep my word. So how do you know that you love God? That we're obedient to him and we're obedient to his word. And so what that means is this, when you live a life like that, when you live a life in obedience to him, there are times 
when you're only doing things because you're being obedient and you don't even really know why you're actually doing it. I've had many seasons in my life where the only reason I did something was because God wanted me to do it. And you're in that season, you think, what has this got to do with my future? How is this going, how is this going to make any sense? What has this got to do with anything? But, and there are times when it feels like it's meaningless. But I want to let you know, it doesn't matter if it feels like it's meaningless. If you love God, God can turn and that thing around and work it all around. You know, um, the Bible tells us in John chapter 3, verse 8, it says, the wind blows where it wishes and you hear the sound of it, but cannot tell where it comes from or where it goes. So is everyone who was born of the Spirit. So what that means is if you're born of the Spirit, sometimes you don't know where you're going or where you came from because you're just doing what the Lord wants you to do. And there are times when it doesn't make any sense. Many years ago, I was working, uh, I was in Mackay, North Queensland, then I moved to Brisbane to start a Bible college. And the Bible college was called Planet Shakers College. And I started that many years ago and, um, and I was doing that. And, and the church I was based at had a number of church, you know, sites on the Sunday and some of, some of them were rented facilities. So what that means is they were bump in, bump out. So you set up each week and pack down. And so for those locations, all the equipment, sound equipment, everything were just permanently in the back of this particular truck. And now to drive this truck, you needed a light, rigid licence, you know. And so fortunately, I didn't have that licence. And so I was never put on the truck roster. So there's only a couple of the staff members on the truck roster. So they had to go drive that truck. They had to go at like 6.30 in the morning, 7 o'clock in the morning, go and drive it. And, and eventually they started complaining, you know. We were at, used to be at staff meetings and they'd say to my boss, they'd say, hey, how come we're the only ones who have to drive the truck? Why don't the other guys drive the truck? Hey, how come Ben doesn't have to drive the truck? And I'd be sitting there thinking to myself, just, just be quiet, you know, just, just serve the Lord with gladness, you know. I'm a Bible college principal. He hasn't called me to drive no truck. And, but eventually uh, our senior pastor said, you know what, you're right. All the other staff need to get their uh, light rigid licence. And I thought, oh, great. I don't ever remember signing up for it, but they signed me up uh, to get my test and to do and all that sort of thing. And, and it seemed to be like they put me on every week. And so every week I'm driving this truck and I'm, drive, you know, I'm driving to the locations 45 minutes from where I live, got to be there by 7am in the morning and, and I'm just driving this truck and it was so annoying. And then eventually some new staff members came onto the team and I was at staff meeting one time and I said to my senior pastor, hey, how come those guys don't have to get their licence, you know, and, and that sort of thing. And, you know, and I just was driving the truck all the time and, and you know, so... Basically, I eventually got out of it um, by resigning. So, so I resigned <laughs> and I thought, you know what, praise God, you know, uh, that season's done, you know, and uh, I don't, that makes no sense. I felt like that was a waste of my time. Uh, I could have been doing better things and then I just moved on. And then I was, uh, for a number of years, full-time travelling itinerant speaker around Australia. And so that was great. You know, you just rock up five minutes before the service. Everyone gives you free food. It's amazing. Uh, and so I did that for quite a while. Anyway, um, I noticed on Facebook one time, a friend of mine, uh, he was working for this, uh, for this company that was distributing uh, food to daycare centres. 
And he put on his uh, he put on Facebook said uh, anyone interested in just one of our guys is sick anyone interested in driving uh, this week and they said all you need is a manual license and and I thought because um, I'm born you know in the seventies I got a manual license and so uh, and so I remember think I thought oh I could do that I'm actually here that week and so I rang him up I said hey Ray I can I can drive for you and he goes really I said yeah yeah that, that'd be no problem and so I went and I had to be at the depot at five a.m. in the morning the depot was literally uh, five minutes from where I lived uh, and so I drove over there and he goes oh this is where you got to go he goes oh by the way I forgot to ask he goes have you got your light rigid license and he goes because you're driving that truck I turn around it's the exact same truck <laughs> exact same truck I was driving at church and so I was driving that thing and you know because of my experience, you know, you've got to get into some tight places and that sort of thing and drove around. And then after that, whenever someone was sick and if I was around, I'd fill in for them. And basically, for the next four years, all that extra money paid for all my international travel. And I was doing something that didn't think make any sense just because I was obedient. I want to encourage someone today. Your being obedient doesn't make any sense. I want to let you know because you love God, it's going to work together for good. There is nothing meaningless in his economy. The th- next, uh, that's why there's times you do things and for a while it doesn't make any sense. In Jeremiah chapter 13, there's this story about Jeremiah and I'm going to give you the Ben Nitoko version of this scripture, okay? So basically, here's Jeremiah and the Lord comes to him and says, Jeremiah, I want you to go to the shops. Okay, goes to the shops. And he says, Jeremiah, uh, buy those, pack, that pack of underwear. Buys it. Put it on. Goes home. Go to the Euphrates River, three-day journey. Take off the undies. Hide them behind a rock. <laughs> Go home. A few months later, it comes back to him. Go back to the Euphrates. Go grab that underwear. <laughs> Now it was tattered and torn. And the Bible says, then the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah. God had a nation-shaking word for Jeremiah that he was only going to get after a series of small, meaningless steps of obedience. You'll be amazed at what happens when you do those meaningless steps of obedience. It works together for your good. And I'm harping on this point a lot longer than what I was planning to. But there's someone here and you've asked yourself recently, why am I even doing this? This doesn't make any sense. It doesn't have to make sense. If you're being obedient to God, one day it's going to make sense. Because he promises all things work together for good because you love God. And if you love God, you're going to be obedient even when you don't feel like it. And the last thing is this. Everything. Everything works together for your good. And we know that all things work together for good for those who love God, who are called according to his purpose. God has a plan and a purpose for everything. It doesn't always make sense at the time. But one of the things I've learnt, I've just reached the ripe old age of 50, and the older I get, the more I realise that God has had a plan the whole time. That there are so many things that kind of add up later on. And if I look at my life and if I look at my ministry, I can look back and see all the things that God has done and realise he's worked it all together for good. 
I remember when we uh, first went to Bible college and felt God called me to go to Bible college in Sydney. People tried to talk me out of it. I was living in Melbourne and I didn't even really want to go to Bible college in Sydney, but I felt God tell me that I had to go and I went there and that's where I met. Uh, that's where I met my wife, Trish. Uh, and she's from Innisfail in far north Queensland. And because uh, who knows, regional Queensland girls are the best, amen. And so, <laughs> so we got married and then we went and then we felt to go to Mackay. And uh, that was not necessarily what you would consider a great career move. And we went to a place which was considered a youth pastor graveyard. And, but we just felt God call us uh, to go there. And we went there. And, and then the church that we were based at, uh, the church that we served at, uh, actually had a Christian school. Uh, and also a significant church. And so we were there for a number of years. And then we felt, and, and before that, actually, back before I went to Bible college in 1995, I remember I was at church and I answered an altar call. And when I went up the front, the Holy Spirit spoke to me and he said, Temple Gym, Temple Gym. I remember thinking at the side, so I'm Temple Gym. Am I supposed to start a gym called Temple Gym? I was looking at getting into the fitness industry at the time. And I thought, is that what I'm supposed to do? And anyway, I went to Bible College and then we went to Mackay and they had that school. And then we moved uh, down to Brisbane. I remember when I was down in Brisbane after one year, I was at ACC State Conference. I woke up in my hotel room and the Holy Spirit said to me, he goes, you're going to pass to Kings. Kings. There was a church on the Sunshine Coast at the time called Kings, pastored by a scary man named Steve Penny. I remember thinking to myself, am I going to go and tell Steve Penny? Uh, I thought, no, that's not going to work. And, <clears throat> and eventually that church became, became Calvary. Uh, back in 97 when I was at Bible College, I was praying one night. Uh, we actually had a room at the, at the ground floor of our college dorm. It was called the Sons of Thunder Room. Uh, no, it wasn't a bathroom. Uh, and we used to go and pray there. And I had a vision and I saw palm trees uh, and I saw the words Gold Coast. So I wrote down in my diary, I said, the Lord sent me the Gold Coast. I realise every second pastor thinks that. But, uh, um, <clears throat> and I felt God say, and then I felt the Holy Spirit say, you're going to pastor Kings. And then that didn't happen. Then a couple of years later, I actually had some friends of mine come and see me. Uh, they're pastors. And uh, the lady's name is Robin, Robin Stevenson. And, and she said, hey, um, Ben, been dreaming every night this week about you and Trish. You're pastoring a church called Kings. And I said, well, you know, you've probably been having too much pizza and that sort of thing. And, uh, but fast forward from that a few years and uh, found out that in 2017 there was a church called Kings looking for a pastor. Uh, we ended up taking over that church. Uh, and then we became, uh, and then that church has the largest Christian school in Australia. And a lot of lessons I learned having been in Mackay and it's in the Gold Coast. And then I moved to a place called Varsity Lakes and I was driving around Varsity Lakes and I saw a sign. It said Temple Gym. And I can look back over the last 30 years and I can testify to you today. All things work together for good. For those who love God who are called according to his purpose. There's times when things don't make sense. There's times when you question why. But if you love God, the word of God promises you that all things are going to work together for your good because you love God according to his purpose. Notice this, he says, and we know that all things work together for good. We know. Some of you here saying, I'd love to know, I don't really know. If you knew what I was going through, if you knew what I was facing, I don't know. But can I tell you, the Apostle Paul is speaking, is writing to a persecuted people in the Romans and he is saying 
that you can know that you know that you know, regardless of what you're facing, regardless of what you're in the middle of right now, that all things will work together for your good. And so my prayer for everyone in this place is this, regardless of what you're going through right now, regardless of the season, that on the inside you would know that you know that you know that all things work together for your good because you love God and he's called according to his purpose. You know, one of the characteristics that we're supposed to have is hope. Bible says these three remain faith, hope and love, but the greatest of these is love. And so hope is one of those characteristics. I said to you before out of Romans 5, 3 to 5, it says with glory and tribulation, tribulation produces perseverance, perseverance character and character hope. So that's how hope is formed. Hope is formed not by having everything go your way. Hope is formed by persisting under trial. And hope, and so to differentiate what hope and, you know, hope and faith is, uh, you know, because I didn't really have a revelation of it until one day I felt the Lord speak to me and he said, Ben, you're good with faith, but you're bad with hope. And at the time when he said that, I knew, I, I just had a revelation of what it was. Faith, if you want to describe what faith is, faith is an action. By faith, the heroes of the faith did this, and by faith they did that, Hebrews chapter 11. The Bible says faith without works is dead. We walk by faith and not by sight. Faith is always an action. But hope, well, hope's an attitude. It's a positive, uplifting attitude. And he is telling these people in Rome, regardless of what you're facing, regardless of the difficulty, you can still have a positive, uplifting attitude in the midst of it. The Bible tells us that hope is an anchor for the soul. You know what that means? Well, if you go fishing and you find a good fishing spot, what do you do? You drop anchor. Why do you drop anchor? Because you're not moving. You are not moving from that position. Hope is an anchor for the soul. We don't move from that position. Regardless of what life com- what comes our way, we stay in that position of hope, that position of confidence in God. And so he's writing to these people who are going through probably a difficult time and he's telling them, you can have confidence in God, that you can know that you know that you know that all things are going to work together for your good because you love God according to his, and called according to his purpose. And so tonight what I want to do is this. I want to pray for people who are struggling to know. I want to pray for people who are saying, you know what, Ben, I know what you're saying is right, but on the inside, I don't know. I don't know. What I'm facing, what's ha- what I'm facing is affecting me more, way more and it's robbed me of my confidence. It's robbed me of my hope. I want to pray for you because your hope is not dependent upon circumstances. God can fill you with hope right here, right now. Amen? And his prayer is this, that you would know that you know that you know that all things work together for good because you love God and call according to his purpose. So can I just ask you to pro- uh, close your eyes for a moment? And if you're on this place and you're saying, that's me, Ben, um, I don't know. I want to know. I don't know. If that's you, right, where you are, slip up your hand and say, that's me. Where else can you do this but in the house of God? You're saying, I want to have that hope in my heart. I want to have that confidence that all things are going to work together for good. Right now, I'm going through a lot of bad things. Right now, I'm doing a whole lot of meaningless things and I'm just wondering if it's even going to make a difference. 
And God wants you to know that you know on the inside that all things are going to work together. So if that is you, right where you are, slip up your hand and say, that's me. Because I want to pray for you in a moment. And I'm going to pray that God will fill you with confidence, that God will fill you with hope, that you will be able to go about your day, go about your week, go about your life, going and facing some of the same things that other people are facing, but with a confidence on the inside that you know that all things are going to work together for your good. So what I want you to do is this. I want everybody to just stand to their feet right now. And if you put your hand up, I'm going to invite you to come out the front. We're just going to pray for you. 